Hey guys, a long time no here. I know it's been a minute since I put out any audio content. Um, we are, just to give this a date, this is March 31st, 2020. The first recording for the Quantum Zen um, audio journal and blog and whatever this is uh, of 2020. Uh, I don't even think I've tried to put together something. There's a lot to cover. There's a lot of ground. A lot has been happening. Uh, and um, for those of you living in the now, uh, it makes sense that I would be um, coming back to do this now uh, with uh, sort of everything that's going on. And if you're out of the context of the now, you don't even know what that means. But we'll address the elephant in the world up front, and that is that the coronavirus has us all kind of locked in and everybody in the world who's ever wanted to do a podcast is now doing them. <laughs> so me coming back in uh, this late in the game, so to speak, it feels a little uh, well-worn. Not that I don't want to do it, but it, it feels a little cringy to be doing it. But that's not why we're here. I'm going to try to save as much talk about the virus outbreak pandemic event moment in history uh, for the end for later and get right down to kind of wrapping up some old business. So the first order of business, well, let's see, we're going to talk about the rock and roll hall of fame, 2020 inductees class, because that's an open topic that I meant to get back to that. I did not. And then we're going to talk about sort of the self-isolation self quarantining, um, uh, uh, Again, and I know what to call it, phenomenon, really sort of necessity. Um, but I, I don't want to go on for ages and ages and ages. You guys got a billion other things to do with your time. So I'm going to try to just jump in and wrap through things here as quickly as possible. Uh, so to wrap up, the awards, the awarding of the Rock Hall nominations happened in January. <laughs> and to, uh, that's probably another stick a pin in it point that I have to get to is that a lot, not a lot has been going on, but just my ability to kind of ramp things up and get back to putting audios together has, has laid dormant for about four months. And that happens to me every once in a while, nothing to worry about. I just go through these creative slumps. Now that I've got some time to do something about it, we got to get, we got to close up the old business so we can get to the new stuff. Um, right. So, uh, when the inductees were announced, I put up a quick post and said, here are the announcements. Uh, uh, this is what our class is going to be. But that was before the coronavirus pandemic had really rolled up into a, an international thing. It was in the news. People were following it. It was happening in, in the beginnings of the, that sort of story, but it hadn't really affected America, quote unquote, using rabbit ears here. To, to say that, you know, we hadn't really whipped ourselves up into this frenzy yet. So big asterisks to what has um, changed the course of this one little story with the effect of the pandemic on top of that. So we'll get to that in a minute. At the time, uh, middle January, I think, was when they announced the inductees who are, I will now say that part right now, Depeche Mode, the Doobie Brothers, Whitney Houston, Nine Inch Nails, The Notorious B.I.G., 
and T-Rex. That is your class of 2020 for the Rock Hall, which was going to do its celebration in May, initially, in Cleveland, which has then since been uh, uh, delayed until, let's see here. I'm looking at the website here right now. And I have to cough here for just a second. It's nothing to do with the coronavirus, just clearing my throat. Okay. Um, it doesn't actually say on the, uh, on the page when the ceremony is going to be. It just says later. I thought for sure they talked about it being in like August, maybe September. Because they want to gather people. They want to put people, they want to put on the big show that they always put on. And, um, and yeah, they can't. Oh, by the way, if things sound a little different, oh, I guess the noise gate is working. I was worried that the noise gate that I usually um, uh, use to sort of block out background noise was not working because when I started <laughs> dusting off the, the, the thin layer of dust and everything, it was not behaving. But a, a quick reboot has fixed that. So I just wanted to make sure it sounds like things are going okay here. I'll know after I go into post-production here. Anyway, back to the story. Uh, so yeah, so we've got some time and I want to just kind of go over, uh, I had made sort of two different posts about what my thoughts were going into this, uh, this, uh, class. I made a post about my, my fan vote who I really wanted to see get in. And then I made a different post about who I actually predicted would, would actually get in. And now that I've got results, I want to compare it all together. And I just spent the last hour sort of listening to those old broadcasts to kind of refresh my memory and get the data all laid out on a spreadsheet where I can see it now. So interesting differences. First of all, the top down, the big overall is that I'm impressed with my gut instinct of the five uh, uh, candidates that I was allowed to vote for in the fan vote. I got three of them, right? That's half of the inductees. Oh, even bigger picture in like one of my first recordings, I, I mentioned that even in odd years seem to have different numbers of inductees. And I was, my, my analysis of that seems to hold up this year. An even numbered year, 2020 has six musical act inductees to the class and then two honoraries. Uh, and I'm not going to really talk about the honoraries because while they are significant to the industry, and I don't follow those kind of honoraries and I'm sure they've got interesting stories. We're all kind of here about what bands are getting in. Right. I mean, of course other people in the industry should be honored and, and given recognition. I just don't, I have no, I have absolutely no background on how to even recognize them except to mention them, except to read about them and mention them. And so maybe later, but kind of doubt it. You get it. You understand. I hope. <laughs> um, so yeah, so, uh, Six inductees this year will be interesting to see if 2021 gets seven inductees. That's a long, far out, uh, uh, not necessarily guessed out of nowhere, but just kind of based on historical data. If 2021 gets seven inductees instead of the six bands. Now, um, yeah, uh, we were only allowed to vote for five during the fan vote, but there, but there were always going to be the six. 
So my distant, my differences in predictions versus my fan votes reflects that. Okay. So let's talk a minute about the comparing of the two lists in my fan vote. I'm just going to go alphabetically here in my fan vote. I picked Pat Benatar. And in my predictions, I also picked Pat Benatar because there was such an outcry in 2019 about Pat Benatar having not been, and they're just being a dearth of female acts uh, in general being nominated. Uh, Stevie Nicks had been nominated or, or inducted twice over both for Fleetwood Mac and her solo career. So then people were like, where's all the other women? Janet Jackson had gotten in that year as well. So that was a big story last year that did not come to pass. And, and because this was her first nomination, statistically, it holds up. It doesn't look good optically, but statistically, it's it's not often. While while it did happen this year, someone's first year did get inducted. Maybe there was just too much weight statistically about it. I don't know. Didn't happen. Next on my fan list, uh, my fan vote was Depeche Mode. Now they did not make my predictions list. I did for whatever reason. I didn't have much hope that they would actually get inducted, but it turns out there are the reasoning behind this. I don't, I don't quite get, except I made an observation that there's always an avant-garde group that gets a, a nomination, um, or an induction. And this must be the role that they're filling because of the rest of the inductees. Um, they're not quite as artsy. They're just sort of straightforward, are what they are. So, uh, again, yeah, that must be the role that they're filling this year. I'm excited to see this. I'm in- excited to find out who inducts them. Uh, that news I don't think has come out yet, nor will it until closer to the show, I believe, again, which is now going to be late September. Which, by the way, I I want to comment about the, le- the length of time that this sort of takes. Even at the initial announcement time, between the news of the candidates which was i think october and the announcements in january that was a long wait and it contributes as to why it took me so long to get around to, to to not doing another one um so i don't know if i'll follow up with the actual show presentation in september because by the way if there's been no noise change in the background my heater just turned off <laughs> so apologize for that um yeah we'll see i'm i I might be getting psyched up because the next round of nominations will, will start be talked about or coming out in October. We'll see. We'll just have to see how it goes. Now back to the lists. Uh, my third fan vote, and this is the midpoint in my fan vote list, uh, was the Doobie brothers. Again, a first year nomination. Uh, but they didn't make my predictions list for whatever reason. I was sticking with that hard math of first year, not a chance. Turns out they're getting inducted as well. So my gut, or sort of my heart maybe, I don't know, was was far more accurate than sort of my ability to analyze the the news. And I can't, for the life of me, figure out the role except in terms of eras. They were first eligible. Well, them, this is even more interesting. They and Thin Lizzy were both eligible in 1996. They were both first-time inductees. So arguably, while their sounds are slightly different, they're from the same era, it doesn't hold up 
as to why like what's the difference there i mean again the optics i got to go back to the optics for a minute it's weird but the doobie brothers kind of an all male all white male kind of group then lizzie arguably no less rocking but a little bit more diverse does that that look weird to you i don't I, you know i hate to even point it out but it is what it is. We've got it. We've got the Doobie Brothers for this class. We don't have Thin Lizzy this time. They move on to potentially a year or two wait before even being nominated again. We'll see. We'll see. Excited to see Doobie Brothers. I understand Michael McDonald's coming back to the group, not just for the, what was going to be a tour this year, but he'll undoubtedly be there for the presentations. Interest, we'll be very interested to see who inducts them uh, as we go. Now, uh, I did not. I'm going to, well, how do I want to do this? This is the first name that I'm going to bring up that wasn't in my fan vote, but I did predict would um, be inducted. And that's Whitney Houston. I did not vote for her because I didn't feel the need. I didn't actually think that it was going to require my vote. Um, But I did predict that she would be in the class. And in fact, she is. She will be one of two posthumously awarded uh, inductees, and it'll be interesting to see who inducts Whitney Houston. If I had to make a guess, and it was not the purpose of my list, but if I had to make a guess, uh, Janelle Monet inducted Janet Jackson last year. I really kind of feel there'll be some female black artist representation there. Um, the question is who? Uh, well, you know, it's a, it's an actual list. I can think of a list of people who would be appropriate and worthy and and fun to see inductors. I'm not even gonna I'm not even gonna venture a guess. Uh, uh, it should be interesting. I'll say that much. So let's hop down the list some more. My next fan vote, the person I actually voted for, and was in my predictions. I had a strong feeling about this group. Craftwork. I feel like Depeche Mode kind of filled in that slot that I was that I was holding for them. They have six previous nominations. It's one of those where it feels like it's about time for them, but alas, no nod for them this year. Uh, A total miss, a total whiff on my part this time around. Skipping down the list. uh, My last band vote. This is the one at the last person I was allowed to have votes for Uh, nine inch nails. After three nominations of years past, they get through. And they they are they were not in my predictions list. I I, I really felt like Todd Rundgren, uh, who is longer in the tooth in terms of eligibility, had only been um, nominated twice before. I just kind of felt like there was some sort of um, longevity play there, but it turns out I was wrong. Uh, Nine Inch Nails was uh, n- not my prediction. But I did plan to vote for them, and they did get inducted. Uh, so again, like that was my third out of five. I feel pretty. I feel. I feel. I don't know what that feels like. It feels good. It feels good to know I've got some gut level. At least, I mean, this is the first year I've done this and kept track. So you know, I <laughs> I don't know if it's vindication or just what. You know, better three out of five than two out of five, or even none. You know what I mean? So that feels good. Uh, since Trent Reznor inducted Radiohead last year, I have no idea who would come around 
they've got to be a recent act. I feel like they got to be somebody, maybe, I don't even know if like a Post Malone or a, uh, uh, you know, an indie artist, somebody who's really innovating. I don't feel like a huge uh, high chart topper would do. You know, like there's not going to be like a Kanye or anything like that. That'd be actually kind of weird. But, you know, an innovator thought, somebody that's a solo act, probably a white male, you know, kind of feel like that's where that's going to kind of go. We'll see what the news brings out. So that's the end of my fan votes. My other predictions that that were in that, um, well, the next one on the list alphabetically, who I, uh, I thought there would not be two posthumous awards, but it turns out there will be. Notorious B.I.G. gets into the class this year. Uh, it was a first year nomination, and after Whitney Houston also being a first year nomination, I thought that was pushing it. Two first years, both posthumous. Um, so yeah, I didn't. I I only picked one, but it turns out they're both getting in this year. Um, that's another long list of you. I mean, your guess is as good as anybody's. I feel like who will be doing those honors, uh, probably clearly from the, from the rap community, from the urban, uh, sound community. So we'll see. Uh, and then let's see here. I also had, like I said, I picked, picked Rufus because they had had four nominations and I had picked Todd Rundgren because of their, the long, the length of his two, um, not getting in. Turns out, uh, the long in the tooth and also single nomination goes to T Rex, uh, which has more members than I thought. I thought it was just a two member band, but I guess it's a it's a larger a larger group. Um, so yeah, that's another one that's at a like. Um, I thought that was covered with um Doobie Brothers. You know, I I really thought like the one off. They need to be in there. Uh, and over Thin Lizzy, let's say, which, you know, it's a three-year eligibility difference. Both first-timers. I really had, you know, thought Thin Lizzy would bring up that sort of um, early 70s rock sound. Uh, but, um, but they went back a little farther on that one. And that's the list. Our inductees, again, once more, Depeche Mode, The Doobie Brothers, Whitney Houston, uh, Nine Inch Nails, The Notorious B.I.G., and T-Rex. It's going to be an interesting show. I don't know how many... Uh, I know, like, I expect Depeche Mode to show up. I expect the Doobie Brothers to show up. I expect Trent Reznor to show up for Nine Inch Nails. Clearly, two posthumous acts, they can't show up, even if they wanted to. The the the, the wild card for me is the T-Rex. I don't know if any of that band even survived. I could do my research... I, I don't know if any of them are still alive. Uh, depending on who's alive, you know, whether there's a performance to be given there, I don't I don't know. An interesting show nonetheless. And again, two other honoraries. Let me pull them up so I can just at least give them a mention here. Class of 2020, off the Rock Hall website. Irving Azoff? Azoff? And John Landau. Let's see now. The, uh, the Amit Erdogan Award... I'm sorry, guys. I don't know who that is. I'm I'm a bad fan to not know sort of who that is. Uh, uh, clearly, for their contributions, could be producers, could be engineers, uh, um, uh, could be songwriters. I don't think it's a song because songwriters have their own Hall of Fame. Uh, I'm not finding any quick read that I can give. 
better if I look it up here. Just look it up. What's the award? And then we can find out who the honorees are later doing a Google search. Uh, oh, well, okay. So Ahmet Erdogan was a songwriter. And okay. So the award honors songwriters, producers, disc jockeys, record executives, journalists, and other industry professionals. So, you know, luminaries of the, um, of, of the, uh, field. And, uh, yeah, let's do, let's do, since we're already down this hole, let's just do some quick uh, Googlings of names here. Landau was an American music critic, manager, and record producer who worked with Bruce Springsteen in all three capacities. Uh, is still alive, so may make, a, may make an appearance and a speech. And then, let's see here, Irving, I'm going to say Azoff, I can't for sure know if that's the correct way. Uh, entertainment executive and chairman of Full Stop Management, who represents recording artists, uh, also still alive. Um, Full Moon Records, Giant Records. So okay, we you know we can expect a couple of speeches. It looks like, and that's that's it for now. That's me going to wrap that part kind of up. Again, my takeaways are interesting, and I don't know, don't know if I'm going to go into this in depth again next year, I say that now, but I do get rather wrapped, whipped up into a frenzy. And now that I have a working spreadsheet to track everything, I'm sort of set up for it. But what I didn't like about sort of, uh, not getting back to it was that feeling of, gosh, I need, I should get back on that. I don't know. Maybe there's something else I can do to kind of enhance that prep with, you know, uh, again, this was just sort of a, a love of, of, following pop culture in a, in a, in a sort of, um, niche of pop culture that not many people follow. I don't, you know, they probably do follow it, but they don't talk about it quite so much unless you're in the industry. And here I am just a fan. So, you know, I've been following at least four years. Uh, I've heard about it for much longer, but never really followed it to this detail. So yeah, let me know what you thought. Is that interesting to you? Or do you Worth my time? <laughs> I don't even know. Let's look and see where we are for time. We're probably at half an hour already. 23 minutes. Okay, so let's let's talk a little bit about what's going on in the world right now. Coronavirus, pandemic, home quarantine, self-quarantining and, and home isolation just to mark the occasion. Not that <laughs> if you throw a rock, you can hit somebody else marking their moment in time, their, their yardstick on the wall of what happened the first, you know, winter, spring of 2020. Um, I got a lot of thoughts and a lot of people do have a lot of thoughts and then the, many are the same. Um, this whole sort of, um, way things unfolded for people was delayed for me. I, I currently have a job where I'm a clerk in a, in a, in a convenience store working the night shift and I've had the night shift for a long time and I love the night shift. I have nothing bad to say about working the night shift. Um, other than it does already kind of separate me from people day to day. Not very many people stay up overnight. Um, I've lived a life where I just tend to find myself, um, not on the same schedule as most people. I was a janitor for many years of my life. 
I worked in tech support in a very small um, team uh, to the point where I worked so so focused that oftentimes I would shut my door. The The idea of being sort of separated from everybody and therefore alone, statistically alone, is not new to me. So I know it was a big adjustment for a lot of people. Um, it's taken a long time for me to start to feel the effects of Social, what they call social dis- social distancing, which is the the, the phrase um, of the year that will definitely come up in the um, vernacular of 2020. Social distancing. Um, so I, when people started first kind of closing themselves off, and it started becoming mandated by government to keep your distance from people in order to keep the spread of the virus from from jumping from person to person, what they call flattening the curve, the statistical curve of being of getting caught or being infected. Um, I was already sort of more removed than most people were. And so I was on the job a good two weeks into, uh, most people starting to shelter themselves up. That means I was exposed a little bit more to the open environment. They say that most people will have it. Most at-risk people, uh, uh, may come in contact with it, but not everybody will actually fall victim to it. And those that do uh, may get through it just fine. It's just that the people that are the most at risk uh, and do end up getting it don't usually fare well. And there have been many, many thousands of deaths already. Um, what the total number may end up being at the end of all this is hard to say, but it's scary enough. Um, is it the apocalypse? No. Uh, is it frightening? Absolutely. Um, does it wor- does it warrant taking all these precautions? Yes, yes, yes. Um, but me personally, even though I have a health history that counts me as immunocompromised, I just have not um, worried as much about myself. That might dip into a little bit more about my own opinion about my own longevity and things like that, not to get super dark or super dour, um, again, it's just because I see myself already so distanced from most people. Like, uh, last year, 2019 was probably the most social I'd been in five years. And I think I went to half a dozen gatherings of, of my community. But for the most part, I was just working at night, working apart. And I, you know, I go out and I walk my dog, which we're still allowed to do. We're still allowed to walk my dog. Uh, but I go out for essentials and I come home. And, and my day-to-day has really not changed all that much. Um, it just so happens that at the beginning of this week, I'm now reaching what would be my normal weekend. But I've taken a, a week off, finally. I'm, I'm taking a paid vacation, and I'm staying home. And this will give me a chance to be more distant than I have been. Uh, if for any... Dog is scratching the floor. Hey. Um... If there's a chance that this thing manifests for me, now's the time. I feel like, it, you know, I've, I've had two weeks of more exposure than most, but you know, again, not as much as like the daytime crew. The daytime crew at my store are are still at it, and uh, and nobody has yet taken time off. So I pray, honestly, pray that our luck holds out because there are certainly people that work at my store that are are in a, a a different kind of compromised position. I don't think anybody there is really sort of clear 
uh, coming in contact with several, you know, dozens, at least dozens of people. Yes, traffic is tapered off. Yes, it's not as busy as it normally would be for good reason. Um, but uh, it's a small business. It's just, you know, it's just a, um, a, a gas station at a, at a freeway exit. And um, while it's got a big corporate brand name behind it, uh, it is just uh, one store and and they, you know, thrive off of the volume of visitor traffic. So having it be cut back uh, is rough, you know, and just like the, the restaurants and the um, uh, other small businesses that have to really kind of close things up right now just to participate in keeping this pandemic at bay. Um, you know, it's slender times and we're still waiting on word from the government whether there's going to be a relief product. A lot of people say there's going to be some financial relief. You can argue all you want about whether it's enough. Uh, it's that big a thing. I, I just listened to another podcast that um, younger generations who didn't live through uh, 9-11 don't have this same sense of urgency to reference to. So this is their 9-11. This is their something that is happening in the world that is absolutely affecting everybody moment. Um. It feels a little weird to have now a second one of those. And it must feel even weirder for those people that lived through the Kennedy assassination or, you know, a war of some kind that they participated in. You know, it's just another one of those things that as you live life, these fixed moments in time happen that affect everybody. So um, the phrase has come up uh, and it's repeated, I think, Every moment of every day, we'll get through this. Again, I don't see it as the end of days. It's not the apocalypse. Although, I, I did want to do a post on Facebook about how I kind of see myself. How I've always kind of seen myself in a scenario like this where everybody is sort of reacting to the same event. We call it the apocalypse. We call it the zombie apocalypse. Uh, when when all the rules of society kind of break down, it hasn't happened yet. Many severe, uh, many I should say severe, many significant changes have occurred, and will interestingly it will be interesting to see what sticks. Uh, yet another podcast I listened to talked about how when nine eleven happened, there was a lot of securities, a lot of changes that occurred, but how many actually stuck how many actually lasted and one observation was up until now between 2001 and now 2020 taking off your shoes when you get on a plane to be checked at security is like it now that has a lot to do with what the nature of 9-11 was about because it was a terrorist attack using airplanes but you know we'll have this moment where we'll all be super vigilant and we'll take all these extra uh um, measures even after the threat of you know pandemic is over and done with and that will affect the world and that will change things but you know maybe over time things will begin to come back to a new kind of normal in which now we keep a supply of hand, hand sanitizer everywhere we go or now we you know always social distance ourselves a bit more or we you know in my case I, I'm way interested in seeing how much online communicating takes off. I've been a proponent of connecting in that way. And so many people have been rightfully so resistant in their own ways of not 
feeling a genuine connection uh, through technology. And, and now we're in a situation where we're kind of forced to at least look at it more seriously, at least look at it as, as a require a way to stay connected. Not that <laughs> personally, not much has changed. I'm still not getting any Skype calls, but that's, that's neither here nor there. Uh, I'm just glad to see that, um, things like virtual classrooms are cropping up. Uh, the necessity to, to educate, to keep education going is leaning more on technology than it has been because it needs to. Uh, and, and, you know, what this would have looked like in the eighties when we didn't have any of this stuff. I, I can't even imagine us coping as well. Something else would have cropped up. The internet may have skyrocketed then instead of waiting until kind of the nineties. Uh, who knows? It'll be very interesting to see. I'm, I'm curiously, I don't think it's curious, but I think a lot of other people would think it's curiously optimistic about what happens after this is over. Do I think it's the last time this is going to happen? Absolutely not. Um, if anything, maybe this is a wake up call of how we need to prepare, not just for, uh, supporting each other and propping each other up, not not even for the um, eventual case. God, can imagine if a natural disaster happened right now? I mean, pandemics are a natural disaster in a way, but, you know, knock on wood, we don't need... A, oh, that's me. Weston, that's me. <laughs> I did that. Sorry about your ears. <laughs> I was just trying to ward off any bad luck, but we don't need an earthquake or, you know, a tsunami or anything else like that right now. Hell, We'd even had infrastructure locally in Seattle uh, recently. My dog's not going to shut up now. I apologize for that. Weston, come here. Hi, buddy. Sorry. Tried to talk through it, but he needed a little reassuring. Uh, yes, I know, buddy. That was a really bad call on my part. Um, um, oh, buddy, it's okay. Wrap that thought up. You know, we had the West Seattle Bridge be um, shut down in the middle of the pandemic uh, because it's looking bad. You know, we just had the Alaska way viaduct get torn down finally. And now the West Seattle bridge, not looking so great. And uh, you know, that's bad enough, you know, so any other infrastructure problems right now would be terrible, but um, you know, maybe this moment uh, wakes up, some people, I'm not going to say everybody, because there's a whole lot of privilege going around still. There's a whole lot of people. I want to say not taking it seriously. Uh, and I can only pray. I can only pray not for them. I'm not, it's not my place to, to uh, enact my will towards anybody. Uh, but in more generally the world that maybe ugh, this dog is not going to shut up. I'm going to have to shut myself up. Uh, <laughs> Uh, let's just, you know, let's just hope that some common sense comes around and this thing ends sooner rather than later and and the, the right awakenings occur so that everyone can be as safe as possible. And for those that um, were permanently affected by this, my heart goes out to you. We all are permanently affected in, in one way or another, but clearly our lives uh, are extended or otherwise measured. So... Be safe. As they say, wash your hands. As some others say, wear a mask where you can. Uh, um, 
I'm going to be home for the next week. So I'm just keeping everything sort of simple and, and, uh, and no touchy <laughs> as much as possible. And with that, I'm going to wrap up. Thanks for waiting through all that last minute chaos there. And, uh, yeah, let's see what this next week brings me. I might be back on here again. Uh, there's some stuff I want to do with the blog. Uh, it's time to kind of update, kind of assess and a lot of other projects, like many of other people, stuff to get around to doing, and we'll see how much I do. I, I got to tell you, I've been really on the PlayStation 4 lately more than anything else. It's a great way to kind of numb everything out. <laughs> All right, thanks for tuning in. Thanks for this extra long uh, session together. I hope to talk to you again real soon. And um, yeah, be safe. Take care now. Bye.